Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're in verse 10 of Romans chapter 14 today, and we're going to be reading to the end of the chapter. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scriptures say, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me, and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person it is wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God, and others will approve of you too. So then, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, You are sinning if you go ahead and do it, for you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Paul really enhances his argument for Christian liberty here as we come into the middle of the chapter, and he finally makes his final and ultimate points as we look at verses 12 and 13 and verse 18. This is his thesis of what he's getting at. What is the ultimate point of living in Christian unity? to live not just worried about what we're going to eat or drink or what we're going to do or whether or not we're hurting anybody's feelings, but to live in the fullness and confidence of the freedom that we have in Jesus, but also to try and aim for harmony within the church, that we will give an answer to God. And in so doing, we have to be mindful that there are people who do struggle with things that we don't necessarily struggle with. Decide to live in such a way, Paul says, that will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. So that is the ultimate point of what he is getting at as we look at these verses. Again, we have freedom in Christ, the forgiveness of sins, and it's a sin, it's not a sin to celebrate and enjoy that life. What we do to enjoy that life may be sinful. Remember how we receive gratification. So being mindful of that as we take a look at how we celebrate and enjoy the freedom that we have in Jesus to live in fullness and confidence of the forgiveness that we have through him, to live in a way that honors and pleases him, but it delights God when we enjoy life, when we live and when we celebrate, when we work hard and enjoy the fruits of our labors, that is honoring and pleasing to God. But the point here again is to be mindful of the fact that there are other people who have convictions and things that they believe is correct and the proper way to act. And in order to keep the peace and help our brothers and sisters in Christ, we should refrain from certain things. Now, personal convictions come into play here. What is Paul saying? All of this points us back, remember, to living peacefully with your neighbor. What does this look like? 
since Paul uses the imagery of food, I'm going to bring this a little bit into the world of today by showing us an example of two people. One person loves bacon cheeseburgers. They can't get enough of them. They love them. They will do anything they can to have, what do you want for lunch? Bacon cheeseburger, no matter what, right? Just for an example. I know it's kind of dumb just to say that, but uh, the other person is a vegetarian. Two people, both friends, both Christians, and one likes bacon cheeseburgers and the other one is a adamant vegetarian. It is wrong for the vegetarian to force others into their personal conviction. It is wrong for that vegetarian to come to that person with a bacon cheeseburger and say, you ought to be a vegetarian, right? Sin to do that. It is also sinful and arrogant and argumentative for the person that's eating that bacon cheeseburger to stuff their face full of that meat in front of that vegetarian, right? There's a, a sense of being in a state of living at peace with the people around us. In being mindful of personal convictions, we show a spirit of unity, which is what Paul is driving us to here, to view the bigger picture of Jesus dying for our sins in order that we can live in harmony with the people around us. Again, pointing us to verse 18, uh, verse 17. Uh, it's a matter of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Not a matter of what you eat or drink. Don't live under that sort of legality anymore, but to live fully and confidently in the freedom that we have in Jesus. But, and and so doing, as we do that, to be mindful of other people's convictions. Now, what that means is that sometimes as you live your life, you may find out accidentally or secondhand that somebody has a certain particular uh, conviction about something that you do or practice. Uh, maybe that is you enjoy a glass of wine uh, with your lunch or, or with supper, or you enjoy doing a certain activity that others would find uh, disagreeable within the church or something for the uh, Christians shouldn't do that, but you find enjoyment in it. Now, when you find out that somebody like that has that sort of, I don't want to necessarily say sensitivity, but when they have that personal conviction, it's on you to then go and say, hey, I, I found out that this is the case. Is this true? And if it is true, to go and apologize, I didn't know, I wouldn't have acted that way around you if I had known, and, and to apologize and make amends when needed. And in so doing, we show uh, a greater spirit of harmony and unity as the people of God. That leads us to today's takeaway question. What are some lifestyle choices that you practice right now that you might have to give up in order to maintain Christian unity? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.